0: We are back for round two in the two-part series on tidying up as a team in your house. If you didn't catch yesterday's episode, it's 165.1 and that's talking about how to get your husband on board and incorporate him as a part of your team to be able to stop having to go at it alone. Some incredible tips in there, really good information. And today we're going to focus on your kids. And the reason why I say this is because I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that the biggest detriment that you can do to your children is not involve them in the process of doing life. And We have built-in babysitters called Screen Time all around us, and it's very tempting to just send your kids off to play or hand them a device so that they maintain their attention somewhere else and stay out of your hair so that you can hurry up and just get the things done. I encourage you to really eat up everything that I am saying in this podcast episode There are going to be another five incredible tips coming at you inside of this episode that you can plug and play in your life right now. May it be all five, may it just be one, but this is a fantastic, fantastic episode to get your wheels turning to really have you start pouring into your children and then watch that turn around folds to benefit you and the work that you're trying to do to raise those humans while you keep a house clean, while you develop good communication and relationship and teamwork with your husband and your marriage, and to try and run that biz, girl. I hope you know that today, if you're listening to this in real time, Tuesday, you have 24 hours left to catch the flash sale early, early, early. Black Friday sale for $350 off um, of your seat inside of the Academy. So if you haven't done that yet, go to Chelseajoe.co backslash Academy to grab your seat. We are excited. We are welcoming lots of mamas in and we want you to be the next one. Until then, grab your notebook. We're going to dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. You know, one of my very favorite things to do as a mom is watch my kids' eyes light up when they've learned how to do something new. And not long ago, I did a podcast episode on overstimulating and undereducating your children. And this is which by the way, if you've not listened to it, you need to go listen to it. It's like one of my favorite episodes I've ever done. Really, really meaningful and like super planted on my heart just in my motherhood and something that I am excited to be able to share and using this platform. So take a good listen to that one. A lot of you already have listened to it. And are already implementing things, and you came into the Facebook group and shared. And that makes me so happy because it even really kind of just infused a new excitement for me to look for creative ways to educate my kids. And the number one way that I do that is through my cleaning. It truly is. And it's so simple. You're already doing it, you have to do it over and over and over again. And to give your kids the opportunity, like, I know it seems ridiculous, but to be good roommates one day is such a blessing. And whether or not you have boys or you have girls, the idea of them becoming good housemates with their spouses, with their children, like this impacts them far more than you're probably even thinking right now. But it's the beauty of what teaching actually does. So please, if you're not already infusing your children into all of the cleaning and tidying up that you do, you need to start. And I know that one of the biggest rubs is, well, they don't want to, and you just want to avoid the conflict. We have an incredible episode coming out very, very, very soon. The very next episode, actually, that's going to help you tackle that with an incredible guest expert. I'm so excited about it. That's all I'm going to say about that here. So if that's kind of your issue, the next episode is going to help with that. But here are my five tips to be able to help you as the leader of these small humans. Maybe they're even big humans. Maybe they're teenagers. Maybe they're much older than that. But they're still smaller than you in a lot of ways. Maybe in maturity. Maybe just in life experience, right? This is the way that you're going to lead them. First and foremost, put a big number one on your paper. Circle it lots of times. And I want you to put down, do not assign chores. (laughs) Yep. I don't believe in chores. And it's funny that I say that because I have a whole podcast episode on it. There's, if you want to know more about it, go into the Facebook group and type in chores into the search bar. Our Facebook group is completely searchable and it will blow your mind the stuff that you can learn just by a category. You can also go into the podcast vault, which is linked in the Facebook group, and you can see all of our podcast episodes grouped by category. So you can go to the home section and you can look for cleaning episodes there. You'll see all of them all together, all color coded, really user friendly. It too is searchable. So you can search keywords like the word chores, and it'll bring up any episode that we've ever done that's talked about chores inside of the podcast vault. Okay, that aside, I'm not gonna dive too deep into what I do instead, but here's the thing: when you start assigning chores to children, it takes all of their internal motivation out of helping you. It removes this intrinsic reward of, oh hey. I just did something really cool and mom got excited, mom rewarded me and I don't care what age they are. It doesn't matter what age they are. I have nieces and nephews that are grown and I see this happen in them. I see this happen in people that I mentor that are younger than me. I coached in athletics for many, 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 many years and you you can see a person that is being mentored completely light up whenever you've taken the time to tell them, good job, right? So that's what this is about, truly, is really not forcing them to do the thing, but instead involving them and making it something that they feel that they've done well. It's just a major psychology switch here. So I always get asked the question, okay, yeah, but so then what about all the things that they actually do like have to do? So here's my two categories for this. No, I don't assign chores because there are certain responsibilities that we all have in this house to be good housemates. Period. End of story. That's it. It's not about oh, it's because you're a part of my family. Yes, we are a part of a family, but the one thing that you're going to get pushback on as your kids grow, because I did it when I was younger and I've seen other families do the same thing, is when they say, oh, well, I don't want to be a part of this family then. Oh, well, why don't you just let me stay in my bedroom? Oh, well, then I didn't use that dish. That's not my thing, but that's not what we're doing. We are housemates. And in order to share this sink, to share this bathtub, to share this laundry, all of it, we're sharing all of it. And that means if it's shared, the responsibilities are shared. That's it. Now, I do choose to give my children the opportunity to level up into things outside of what they're capable of doing at every age and get paid for it. And I don't call it a chore. They get to choose if they want to do that work, earn the money, and then manage their money the way that Blaine and I believe money should be managed. And that is how we are infusing entrepreneurship in our children. Look at what your skill sets are from from like ages four, five, and six. Very, very young. We've started this with our kids all the way at Frankie's nine. We're still doing it. So go back and listen to those podcast episodes. If that like kind of flips a switch for you and makes you excited so you can learn a little bit more about that. Okay, that's tip number one. Tip number two, which I talked about this, is actually tip number five in the um, yesterday's episode with getting your husband involved. But tip number two for you today is make it fun. If your kids aren't having fun, it's not going to fly. So all of the music, all of the dancing, all of the things, make it fun. Make a game out of it. Make a race out of it. Whatever you need to do to make it fun, do the things that they like to make it fun, okay? Number three, again, use your kid's strengths. I talked about this with your husbands, but this is a little bit of kind of a different look at that. With your kid's strengths, see what they're good at and then do that thing with them. And the whole time through, oh my gosh, I can't believe how well you just insert thing. I don't even do it that well. Like that's what is going to light them up and make them want to come back and do it again. That's what's going to start to build this enthusiasm and excitement. It's a shared experience. And you're so busy all the time and they're so distracted all the time. They are craving connection with their mother. They are craving it 100% of the time, even if they don't act like it, they're craving it and use this as an opportunity There is so much opportunity here for you. You just got to put on the right glasses to be able to start seeing it. So find what they're good at. What do they do very quickly and be observant. Look at it, collect the data on it, and and involve them in that way. Okay. Tip number four is to scale the cleaning based on their age. So when And this is just kind of like savvy motherhood, right? Whenever Bailey and whenever I'm in the bathroom and we're cleaning, Bailey's cleaning with me and I always offer, I always set the stage and then I give her a rag and a squirt bottle and I put her in the bathtub and I say, oh my gosh, you're doing such a great job cleaning. And in about three minutes, she's done cleaning. Done you did a great job. Thank you so much for cleaning. I dry her off and then I let her go play. And when she comes back in the room and she says, mom, you want to come play dolls with me? I say, you know what? Playing dolls sounds really fun, but right now mom's cleaning. Do you want to stay in here and help me clean? Cause you did such a good job or do you want to go play dolls by yourself? And we just continue to have this dance and this conversation. And nine times out of 10, she stays with me and she helps me clean. Because I've scaled it to something that she can do. Does it make it harder for me? You bet your buttons it does. But now, my nine year old, she can clean everything all on her own, completely by herself. She could literally run the show in this house on her own because I've been doing that with her for so long. And that just continues to grow and to grow and to grow and to grow. Can your teenage boys and girls? actually take care of the lawnmower instead of just mowing the grass? Can you give them the opportunity and the chance to maintenance that? Throw me a YouTube video. Hey, can you go find on YouTube how to clean the inside parts of the lawnmower? Hey, the weed eater needs to have the whatever it's called changed out on it. Can you go do that? I don't know how. You want to watch a YouTube video? I'll give you money. You want to go out in the store and get it? Like give them the opportunities to have some independence and autonomy, right? That's what scaling looks like for your children. Constantly be letting them look at, look at the actual task ahead and figure out where they, where they can be independent and grow into something. Because all of this makes them feel good about themselves. And that's the point of it that's how you're going to get them more involved with you. All right. Tip number five is to lower your expectations <laughs> and be willing to teach. So I know we talked about like the whole teaching thing, but the the truth of the matter is, is that They're not going to do it as well as you would do it if you did it on your own. And I was kind of raised with this mentality of, well, if you want it done right, then you got to do it yourself. And I think that that is hogwash. That is the number one way to bog yourself down, to get yourself in a pickle where you've put way too much on your plate and you literally are drowning. That's not not the way to be a good leader, first and foremost. And it certainly is not a way to create an environment where other people are going to want to help you. You're going to have to truly lower your expectations, and that's okay. Should you teach your children how to take pride in the work that they do? Absolutely. But they are not going to grow up to take pride in the same things that you take pride in. So you show them what it looks like to take pride in things that are meaningful to them. Like I'm a big stickler on manners. I'm a big stickler on formality. I'm a big stickler, and so is my husband, on principle. And so we teach that to our kids but they're not going to be like us. And your kids are not going to be like you and they shouldn't be. So the important part when I say lower your expectations, I don't mean for them to be allowed to perform at subpar levels. It means they're not going to perform at your levels that you were created to perform at. You've got to start looking at this, this human that you were gifted to grow and to nurture and to lead and look at what. What expectations should they have for themselves? And so we're looking at their talents. We're looking at what they're good at, what they want to do. And then we teach them how to grow into that, right? And so being able to teach them and lower your own expectations that you've put on them and understand through conversation and heavy observation what kind of human they are is where you're really going to start to see them come back to you and say, hey, what do you need help with? They're going to start asking, hey, can I help you? It's going to blow your mind. My kids want to help me because of how good they feel about themselves. Most of the time, not all the time. I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Actually, sometimes I'm like, just give me the squirt bottle. (laughs) I can't (laughs) just give me the sponge. (laughs) Frankie was learning how to clean the bathroom the other day and Blaine came in and he was like, hey, you might want to watch your tone because it sounds like you're being really hard on her. And I'm like, no, I'm just teaching her how it's done. And he's like, okay, I know, I know. (laughs) It's like, I know, I know what you're doing in there, but you might just want to watch your tone. And you know, so we grow, we grow and we learn. And that's the fun part of this. Really, I can't, I can't stress this enough. This is the beauty of of being a parent you know is taking the time to sit down and really look at this isn't about cleaning your house it's really not there's so much opportunity here that you're completely missing because all you care about is checking a box and getting it done so that you can move on to the next thing and this is how you learn to pour into your home is by looking at what is the actual purpose of these walls what is the purpose of this roof what is the purpose of these dirty dishes And it's such a blessing to have all of the mess because it means that you've had life there. It means that you've had money to purchase the things. It's really, truly such an honor and such a blessing to be able to steward the home that you have. And so take a step back and really look at how you can maximize everything that you've been given. And you can do that through all of these five steps that I've just given you. If you want to get into that even deeper and really take that rag and wring every bit of goodness out of it that's in it, then come inside of the Academy. We would love to have you. Just 24 more hours of $350 off chelseajo.co backslash Academy. I can't wait to meet you over there. And until next time, I will see you over inside of the Facebook group.